0: Welcome to the Your Bold Life Podcast. I'm Val Selby, and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. And my guest to chat with today has definitely been taking her turn a few times. I'm going through the things that Denise has done, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow, I couldn't couldn't wait to have this discussion with you. So I've got Denise Sabatson on the phone, or on, on the On the podcast today, and we have a lot of different stuff that we're going to talk about. But Denise, I just love it if you would tell everybody just a little bit about yourself.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, first of all, so excited to to be on this podcast, on your podcast. I've been looking forward to this for a while now. I love your energy and and how you just attack stuff and in a good way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um. My story is a whole big. Well, uh, something, isn't it? Um, I am, uh, I live in Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. I've gone through throughout my life, a series of losses and I kind kind of call myself like a, a, a champion of change because I have learned to feel like change is really a good thing. And, and, um, that's a little unusual. And, and that's kind of, um, kind of my mo now is finding oh something's going to change well let's see where the opportunity is in it because this is fun all of a sudden it's, it's exciting and right. um yeah and and so going through losses and and all of that has taught me a lot and I'm now bringing that into a place where I can share that share the idea that loss can often bring a better opportunity and also how we kind of do some things to let go of of some grief and, and just of life's challenges as you move forward.
0: And it's so important because, and you know, that's, um, so we usually talk about damits towards the end, but I mean, that's obviously one of your damits is the <laughs> fact that you're looking at change in a positive way. And yeah. it, it's something that once people start doing that, looking at it more that way, I mean, it's just, Oh, I hate the term, but it's a game changer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what it really is because it's a different lens and and when you start looking through and you and you first you start seeing change and you're like oh my god here it comes again no I can't have this change and what's it going to do and I like everything and every all, all the stuff as it is and and then you kind of ease into it and you say well that wasn't so bad was it I made it through that piece of change mm-hmm. and actually it's better than the than what I had before so right. it kind of grows on you, I think. And and I am over 40 by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've been through plenty of, you know, I've had my fair, fair share of change. And that's part of it. You know, You we learn and we grow, hopefully. And sometimes we are going to hold on so tightly to that, I don't know, old lobster shell that we're not going to let it off. And, man, that hurts. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, I mean, we can't get around change. Yeah. Things are going to change so we can either embrace it or we can be extra miserable and
1: <laughs> fight it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the Buddhists say that's what causes suffering. We can, we, we get attached to stuff and we're going to hold on tight. And that's what is really what causes the suffering when we can let it go like that you know, flowing down the river, there it goes, nice to see you, thanks again, and see what's next, Mm -hmm. Um, all of a sudden, the perspective's different, and, and honestly, it's a little addictive, you start saying, oh, good, what's coming next?
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, I know, uh, I've done a couple of, a couple of challenges with my business coach, and, you know, she does a lot of the stretch yourself, and the getting Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone, and, it's so hard. And especially if you haven't done it for a little while, I mean, I, right now I've been in my comfort zone for a little bit. And uh, so when I stretch those goals out, I'm kind of going, oh, oh gosh, oh gosh. But like you said, it is addicting because then all of a sudden when you do it, you're so freaking proud of yourself for one thing.
1: Exactly. That,
0: that you did it. But then it's like you said, you're like, what can I do next? Cause this felt really good. Yeah. <laughs> so now yeah. what can I do? How can I push it? So I get this feeling again.
1: Yeah. And you know, it gets, it, it can for some people get harder as you get older and, and you know, in a lot of your audience, I know are in their forties and what brings, what, what happens to their forties? Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Like everything. Yeah.
1: So you've got, you know, kids getting out of school, uh, empty nest, um, retirement or change of jobs or, I mean, what doesn't happen in your forties?
0: Yeah. Sick and, parents and.
1: Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All,
0: of, all of the above for sure. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I know that was one of the things like I, I believe I told you when we were chatting back and forth that once I went to your site, I just felt, I felt calm <laughs> when I went to your site. I'm like, yes, that is right. Yeah. You know, just the words that were on there, you know, I know,
1: because
0: this is, this is stuff that I do believe in, but I'm still learning to be better. And I'm also learning the fact that everybody out there is learning all of this stuff to be better.
1: You know, <laughs> Which, what I like to say so is practice. Yeah, it's a practice. Yes. I, I think even the Dalai Lama is practicing, right? It's just, you have to keep, you, you wake up, you wax on, you wax off, you do it right. You do it a little better and, and, you know, and then it, and then your day's over and it starts over again. Right.
0: Yeah, Cause we have this damn thing that we're all human. <laughs> we're That's never going nice, to be able to
1: break nice. that. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Dalai Lama is human. <laughs> Dang, I've got to tell my kids I'm human. I've been working so hard that they didn't think that was <laughs> true. So I loved
0: that you've come up with these seven affirmations, and you talked about during your Walden Pond year. Uh, so yeah. then when I was going through your about page, reading it, I'm like, oh, I definitely want to hear about that <laughs> year that you took.
1: Well, so that happened. You know, it, it, everybody wants to kind of condense my story. Well, what was that thing that made you change? And I want to say, well, but that's not how life is.
0: Mm-mm.
1: We, you know, we start. Each of us, I don't care if it's just the girls being mean to you in the high school bathroom in your junior year of high school, there are things that we feel losses for from the time we're born, right? Mm -hmm. And so as you go through your life, each of us have different losses. Our grandma dies, or then our parents die, or then our children move out, or whatever it is. For me, it started really early. Um. And I've always been kind of a seeker, which maybe helped give me some perspective. I've always been saying, wait, there's something bigger out there than than I'm aware of, and I want to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in my early 20s, as I was, you know, got out of college and got married, um, we were farmers in Illinois, and I lost a farm. And mm-hmm. then, you know, shortly after that, and then there's all that there's all the guilt that goes with it and the embarrassment and the shame and all that stuff buckled up and you have to work through that and then I worked uh I went to um into my 30s and there was a divorce but the big one for me was then as I turned 40 my parents were um were killed in a car crash and a sister was driving and she was left in a coma Oh man. So all that came tumbling down. And I, I've said before, I feel like Humpty Dumpty, right? Like, yeah. oh my God, I'm falling off the the wall and I'm laying in pieces everywhere. How do you recover from that? Mm-hmm. And I learned that what you do is you start brushing your teeth. When <laughs> you brush your teeth and you say, Oh wow, I brushed my teeth. Yay for me. Yes. Or I comb my hair. Yay for me. I you know, I walk to the mailbox and you start re-emerging into life that way. Mm-hmm. And for for me, part of that was also to kind of, my kids, my children, timing was really good for me because they were both in college and I found myself in a place where I could kind of run away. Mm -hmm. And the place I chose to run away to first was a Buddhist community. I was a a good Catholic girl and I ran to a Buddhist community, which is, I don't know, maybe natural. Yeah, Um, it's so cool. um, I mean, it's just cool. It's totally unique. It was, it was different. And you know what? I, I love every damn minute of it. Even the times when I was crying in my bed saying, what the hell have I done? <laughs> but then uh, when I, when I left there and returned back to my home, I decided I just still wasn't really ready for all of the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. And so I found a cabin. Um, I love Thoreau, love, love, love Thoreau. And I read Walden Pond and I thought, I can do Walden Pond. And I was writing a book at the time. So I went to Walden Pond to my Walden Pond, which was a, a cabin in on the Buffalo river in Tennessee. I was all alone, no heat. And it was 13 degrees when I moved in there. It's so cold. And I had to learn how to build a fire. I was, I don't know, I was 50 at the time, I think, or 52, something like that. And I had to learn how to build a fire and I was out there by myself and you know, that type of isolation and i don't recommend it for everyone although if you're game give it a try Mm -hmm. but we can find those places that that moment of solitude and almost an opportunity to say i i have to get good with me i need Mm -hmm. to find out who i am and find that connection to myself and my heart and that's what that year gave for me it was my walden pond Wow. And that's when I came up with those affirmations or what I call my foundations and that it's kind of a kind of a mutt, you know, like you know how you breed lots of different breeds of dogs together to get a mutt. I I think my foundations are kind of yes, Catholic, Jewish, Buddhist, whatever. Um there's I feel there's a golden thread that runs through all religions. Mm-hmm. And that's what binds us all together.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm religion is not for me, but of Mm -hmm. course, that's not to say I'm not spiritual. Mm -hmm. And the more I've talked to everybody, the, you know, the crazier it is because we just label things differently, but we still have so much of the same ideas and, and core values because of it.
1: Absolutely. Well, each of our hearts beat the same, right? Mm -hmm. And if that's the thing we have in common, that beating of the heart, something makes our hearts beat. And so if we can find that in common, then we're off to a good start.
0: Did it take you quite a while to figure out the seven affirmations or did they start popping in your head?
1: Well, so I was, first of all, I would say, yeah, about 52 years. (laughs) True that. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) In fact, then I would say it it was the craziest thing. And I talk about this and it's really what I... I, I, I'm not a big fan of drugs but this was my drug was meditation mm-hmm. and when I got to that place of meditation I found a sweet spot that, that is flow. so I, I got connected to some sort of inner I call it inner knowing and and I I felt like somebody had turned on a faucet and so I would wake up at about three o'clock in the morning which I call my witching hour, you know, and I'd wake up and I'd just start typing, and these—that's when these affirmations came to me. It was—it's where I do my best writing. I wake up in the morning at about three o'clock and start writing, and it'll last until about, you know, ten o'clock in the morning, and then I'm done. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, these came to me that way, and I feel like they were just such a gift. I don't feel like I—I I know I didn't think of them in my head. They just kind of were there. Now subconscious at work or whoever whatever you're comfortable with but they've been a a, an amazing thing for me and I do them every day still and there's affirmations which are a little more written like affirmations but the foundations are pretty straightforward
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I was looking at your your uh the foundations there the pillar pillars of truth is that what you call them
1: that's what I call them they're my pillars of truth yeah and uh and and they kind of I guess it's a little bit like, uh, what is that pool thing where you, where you hit the ball and then they kind of bounce off of each of the different ones? It's not a linear thing. It's not like, okay, here's my first pillar of truth and you get to that one and then you have to move to the second one. It's more like a, a billiard table, you know, where they kind of bounce off of each other.
0: Right. They're just going to be a ping pong. Yeah. Because they're, <laughs> they're all connected for sure, definitely when I'm looking at them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't have one without any any of the rest, they won't work. <laughs> And you probably bounce between them, depending on what your experiences are and what you're going through. And
1: On any given day. Yep. And so, you know, I don't know if you want to, do you want me to run through them or how, what do you want to do? How do you oh, me? feel free if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so for instance, like one of my first is, is that it's called impermanence in formal terms, but basically it's just death is a for sure. Hello, wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a maybe this is something each of us live with death is going to happen Mm -hmm. and so how can we use that to make our lives richer because that really is a gift impermanence is an absolute gift and if we look at it and say i have maybe another breath or i might have another 20 years but if i've only got another breath what do i want to do right now today um to make sure that if it's my last breath, it's you know I've done some good stuff with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, we wouldn't
1: have that, you know, if it lasted forever. If we didn't have impermanence,
0: right, right, yeah. My life motto is live with no regrets. There you go. And it's not Perfect. the fact that I'm going to go bungee jumping or any of that. You know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> no, just no, that right. it's just <laughs> that if if I'm going to make the best decision at the time, you know, and yeah. and and do what's going to make me feel the happiest.
1: Exactly, and we so, so I actually got really lucky, which is a strange thing to say, because the next sentence is going to be when my parents died. Mm -hmm. I had gone back to say, I was moving across country and I'd gone back to say goodbye to them. And it happened that the next day, less than 24 hours later, they had their accident and they were gone. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was like, oh man, I got so lucky on that one because I got to truly say goodbye. I remember my last hug. Yeah. But you know, it, it changed how I, how I said goodbye to everybody up till today. I don't say goodbye in the same way I did that, you know, before, before that happened. Mm-hmm.
0: That That's pretty much why I started my life model that way as well. You know, I'd made mm-hmm. decisions to go and do a couple of things with my aunts and some relatives that I couldn't afford to do it. I, never left my family like that. You know, just all of you guys are here. Dad's taking care of me. You're cool. I'm going on this girl stuff. And Mm -hmm. thankfully I said yes to the trip and yes to hooking up with another breakfast because within that year she had passed away. Love it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'll do that forever now. (laughs) (laughs) If it's popping in my head that I need to go and be there, then I, I am there.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's one of the other ones um is that my foundation is inner knowing Mm -hmm. you know just listen with your heart there is a truth at, at that level but keep your head out of it there's a truth that is trying to talk to you that's that's telling you or informing you of of a better way to live more joyfully and and it's hard to do because guess what we walk in the house and first thing we do is we turn on the tv or we get in the car and we turn the radio on and that's just more noise that keeps us from hearing i'm not talking about voices in your head i'm talking about you know the intuition in your heart is yeah. really an inner knowing that's a foundation for me and i i really encourage people the you know not everybody's comfortable with meditation so whether it's prayer or mindfulness or a walk in the woods you know for god's sake just shut up <laughs> quit thinking and judging and labeling and just Just be for a minute. Um, Yeah. One of my favorite people is, go
0: ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm walking without the radio on. I know Mm -hmm. I've gone, when I was jogging more, I would go out sometimes without my phone and no Mm -hmm. radio or nothing. And people are just like, how can you do that? I'm like, (laughs) it is hard because I have my best ideas popping through my brain. So I can't Mm -hmm. write them down or anything. I said, but the best ideas are popping through my brain because I'm not i don't have the noise
1: it's almost like strengthening a muscle right if you can strengthen that muscle to so you've got a permanent very hardwired connection to your heart then then you've got an intuitive kind of process that will that will continue to happen and and every time you listen to it and you get reaffirmation that that it was a good call it'll happen again and then it you know it continues to strengthen to the place where you begin to trust that versus what everybody else and everything else is trying to tell you to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah. so yeah, I, I mean that's when we were talking, I knew, I knew before I even got your bio stuff, I was like, oh, we have so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know if you wanna run through more of the pillars or do we leave them hanging? It's your
1: it's your show, I'm happy to. <laughs>
0: Let's go ahead and run through the rest of them real quick because okay. we'll get everybody's interest peaked.
1: Yeah, so the other one is change happens. The only It's the only thing we can count on. Figure out how to live with it, get comfortable with it, and eventually you'll embrace it because there's good stuff on the other side of change. Uh, another one is non-attachment. You know, we get to the place where we have attachments and expectations. Oh, I should, I ought to, I need to, and that's just going to bring you... From bad, shit it's going to cause suffering.
0: That's the one that I'm um, really still working on a
1: lot. <laughs> but you and I talked about this, right? It's a yeah. practice for anybody. If anybody's going to stand up there and say, I've got this figured out, bless you, my child, I, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. It's still a practice for me every day. Um, gratitude's a golden pill, I, I don't care what you sprinkle it on, it's going to make stuff better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then connections is the other big one for me and I think connections is a multi-layered animal and it is connection first with yourself with nature with your pets with your family and you know the the people that sometimes push all your buttons and drive you crazy but there's a place where that inner knowing comes into play and you can really use it (laughs) and not attachment you know but but then to your community and to the world because knowing kind of that we're all we're all one, we're all in this mess together, which the last, the stuff that's happened recently really, really has made us all understand that, I think, I think. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, the authentic connections, you just never know who's listening, yeah, and who, who you're touching, I just had, I just, (laughs) it's totally random, I was just at the vet, and the vet receptionist uh, thanked me, and I'm like, what, Mm -hmm. because I haven't lived in this town very long, and I don't know anybody, and I was on the Facebook group and I had done a calm post, you know, saying that the, you know, the protests should not be grouped with the rioters and the looters. It was just, it was an ugly conversation that was going and I'm mm-hmm. like, they're not the same. Please don't group them as the same. And she had seen it and she thanked me for calmly going in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh gosh, because mm-hmm. you forget how much what you say and do is seen by how many different people?
1: Completely, completely. You, you and could even be that the, connection. Yeah, absolutely. A smile for somebody, you know, at the, at the checkout, at the grocery store, might be the only nice thing that happens to that person in a day, right? Yeah. And, and it may make the difference. It may give her the strength to leave a bad relationship or to say, I'm better than this, or you just never know. Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: Definitely. So I and love ha- the fact that you found these pillars of truth. So I don't have to find them. <laughs> you can have them <laughs> at a later date. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm looking at all of them, going, "Yep, these are things that I've started learning a lot more as I've worked on myself in my 40s." Yeah. I totally agree with all of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, they, I I talk about it being the golden thread because I don't think it matters really where they came from and and honestly, I think somebody like you who, are, who is several years younger than I am and going through with a conscious and awareness, we'll come up with more. And, you know, and that's where, our, you know, our mindful responsibility and our connections and everything starts coming together because when one of us is able to rise up a little bit and, and gain a greater, greater awareness, then it lifts all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the sharing. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah. The sharing, sharing what we've learned so that we're not mm-hmm. all just relearning the same stuff over and over mm-hmm. again. We can, we can expand on it. Yes.
1: I exactly. love it.
0: I love it. So of course you know that I have to ask all of my guests what your dammit yeah. is besides your way that you can embrace change. Cause that is mm-hmm. most definitely a very positive dammit.
1: What my damn it is, my damn it is, my damn. What's my damn it? <laughs> so
0: your damn it's the thing, um, and I guess I should have said for all of you guys are listening. Um, yeah. In case you're new, your your damn it is that thing about yourself that makes you you. And I say the last you in all caps. So it's that thing that if you're trying to change it, usually because people in your life have told you that you need to be quieter and you need to laugh less or, or any of that. It's, it's that thing about your personality that really makes you you. And when you are trying to squash it down and change it, um, you become miserable.
1: I, yes, I have my damage. You ready for this?
0: (laughs) Ready for it. So
1: I I was married at 25. I had gone to college, came back. Yeah. About 25, 21, actually really early. I came back from college married my neighbor farmer and he's a lovely man we are still great friends we divorced after 12 years but his favorite phrase for me was i am a fart in the skillet (laughs) that's my damn it damn it come on you're gonna change again i mean you we're just we just moved to this place and and now you're saying this thing looks fun damn it that's (laughs) fine
0: <laughs> yeah, you love change. You are oh, you embrace yeah.
1: the change.
0: I wonder if, I wonder if it's because of the life circumstances or if, I mean, and this is just a theoretical question, um, yeah. or or if or if you would have been led to that even if you hadn't been forced to do all the changes. Like, I, you know, who's to know? I wonder.
1: You got me on that one because I am. I have no clue. I will tell you this. I I don't have anybody else in my family that is that was ever like excited for the new and the change and all that, except for my dad. He was a great role model, uh, an entrepreneur. And I think maybe that's something that must be a gene. I don't know what, you know, I don't have any idea of science, but I'm guessing it's a gene that makes that resiliency and the excitement for change kind of, I mean, I'll jump out of airplanes, right? I'm, I'm a risk taker. I'm a cave diver. I was, and I've been all that since I was a kid. But I will tell you this: I after after 12 years of marriage and 18 years of just kind of muddling my way through some bad relationships, or I, not bad, but like learning relationships, mm-hmm. I learned a lot. And and coming out on the other side after having my Walden Pond, right, getting to know myself, and I I just had had almost 20 years of relationships that were not great, but they were great lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, I came out of that. I did my Walden Pond for a year. And at the end of that year, I met my current husband. We've been together 10 years. And it's the first relationship I've been able to come to as a whole person. Right. And and he was one of those guys that was like, you want me to move out of this house? What? Damn it. <laughs> but I got to tell you, we're living on a houseboat now because we sold his studio and moved to a to a to a small houseboat in the middle of the Tennessee River, and he has he has pulled up this you know this idea of I can change this is okay, and gone from zero to sixty in ten years. So okay. it it can be a learned thing too.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I well, because I went through different stages, of course, with the change when you know, as we all, as we all grow, of course, when I was younger and less responsibility, change was okay. We could change, we Mm -hmm. could do stuff. And then as you're raising the kids, it's like, oh my gosh, no, we will stick to this schedule. We will, (laughs) you cannot change this. Don't No, You cannot add that. No, you know, I, for my sanity, I felt like I had to do it. And I look back now and it's like, oh goodness, if I just would have just gone with the flow just a little bit more and
1: might Thank- have been a little
0: easier. <laughs> yeah, thankfully my husband is really good about telling me when I was a little too much. So <laughs> I I did pop out of it, but then I'd find myself going right back into it. And yeah. and I can look back now and know it's because there was so much stuff about myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I I didn't care for. That that's where I was controlling everything.
1: Yeah. You no,
0: know, that was well, that was my grabber,
1: isn't it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my grasp because then otherwise you're gonna have to deal with stuff right it's like nope no time for that <laughs> no time
1: for that yeah <laughs> so, and so I, much so many of us do that we hold on to our now or our current because we're there's a fear of when i let go what will happen there's an unknown mm-hmm. and um and a necessary trust in the in the process
0: and the unknown so scary until mm-hmm until you start trusting yourself your inner knowing and <laughs> all of that and realize that no it's it's not as it's, it's 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 that mix of scary and excitement
1: yes you have to embrace well it yeah ball. when you can turn it from fear to adrenaline yeah you know with some sanity so it's always nice to have that husband on the side that's saying or the partner or the you know other person that's kind of saying maybe you want to put a parachute on before you jump out of this plane right <laughs>
0: That is why they made them. (laughs) (laughs) So you have an online course and a book as well. So I would love for you to talk about those just a little bit. And for all of you guys listening, I will definitely have the links in the post below so that you can go and take a look. I highly recommend going and checking out her site. I love it.
1: (laughs) Call me. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the the online course is called uh, Awaken to Joy. And the idea being that as we go through and adopt some of these seven foundation principles or, or truths or whatever you want to call them, because I'm not attached to what you call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you, as you adapt them and adopt them into your life, it can really lead to a place of higher awareness, a more conscious way of living, mindful way of living, and ultimately to greater joy. You know, we start to say, I don't, it doesn't matter so much about aunt jenny's plate or or the guy that was mean to me or any of that stuff we can let that go and start to to start to embrace joy and which is not to be confused with happiness right happiness Mm -hmm. is oh my gosh there's somebody took a photo of themselves on facebook and they were at disney world they must be happy i want to be happy Mm -hmm. that's a whole other ball of wax but but so awaken to joy is that course and it kind of involves all of the adoption of the seven principles the found seven foundations and works through releasing some of these expectations or limiting beliefs and and some of that M- my book is is just a fun um parable kind of um about that i've that i've written um I've, i'm actually retitling it it's called the mindful gardener mm-hmm. and uh is a second edition and it's um the Mindful Gardener is set in Nashville just for fun. It's a music guy that that decided he needed to fall back into his life and went into the what was expected of him being a responsible dad, making a life as an insurance or a sales regional sales rep and left his music behind. Mm. And then ultimately a bad accident causes him to reflect on his life and kind of redirect everything as a as a choice versus a being the victim in, in the whole thing. And mm-hmm. it's just a fun kind of um, parable along the lines of like the alchemist or, or, um, or the shack or something like that.
0: Right. Definitely sounds like something, you know, thankfully I didn't have any crashing issue that caused it, but yeah, it definitely sounds something that I could associate with.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know that any of us haven't had that, you know, I, I mean, everybody's is different, but it's also all the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The, the the labels that we use are, are the, are, are different, but the resulting we're all like that egg that fell off the wall. We're kind of in pieces and we have to figure out how to pull ourselves back out. Right. Definitely
0: love it. So yeah, well, everybody, <laughs> everybody definitely go and check that out. And I would love it if you would go and check out her website, com. and I will have all the links for you in there. And I really appreciate that you, contacted me and said yes to coming on to the podcast. I just knew that this was gonna be a great conversation, a fun conversation. I know we could talk for a lot
1: longer. A lot longer. <laughs> well I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I think you've got so much wisdom that you share and I will be a loyal listener from this point forward. Um you're you're just a breath of fresh air. So thank oh, you for having me on.
0: Thank you. No, I appreciate it. And yeah I I'm definitely I will Take on the challenge of your pillars and see, see what else can come in. And maybe I can find time to have a little retreat of my own to quiet my mind.
1: I could use it for a little sure. mini welding.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just a mini one. So thank you for being on here. I appreciate it, Denise. Oh,
1: thank you, Val. I've had
0: such a great time. And everyone, thank you for joining us today. Continue to listen in the coming weeks as we jump into creating your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.